I can't believe it's already time for episode number three. J-Ham is ready. It's all brought to you by Daniel's Broiler, Jaguar, Land Rover of Bellevue, and my friends at Zeke's Pizza. What's better than getting pizza delivered as you're sitting down to watch a ball game? How about getting pizza and beer delivered? Of course, order using the mobile app, iPhone and Android devices, online at Zeke'sPizza.com or call 206-285-8646. Zeke's Pizza, homegrown in the Northwest. Unfiltered. Say what you want, but Russell Wilson against the Chargers from the second possession to the second to last possession stunk the joint up. He held the ball way too long leading to sacks, and he missed wide open guys on third down a couple of two, three times to extend the drives, throws he makes in his sleep. Unfiltered. So let me get this straight. I'm going to pay to see Tiger versus Phil, two guys worth over a billion dollars combined, play for $9 million more, and it's not even their own money, and I dislike one of the two guys intensely. All right, I'm in. Mitch is unfiltered. Episode number three. Number three. I feel like Sesame Street. Episode episode number three. How much longer are we going to keep referring to these things by numbers? At some point, we're going to forget and we're going to start. We are. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So um, so the, the way this thing works is when I go to publish this, I don't know that people understand what I go through to get this thing into people's ears mm-hmm. but when i go to publish it they ask me for a title okay i have to i always have to have a title is that, is that challenging for you well i have to figure it out then i don't have it now i have to figure it out then okay. based on what we talk about mm-hmm. and so um i don't know so uh I, I so right now for now it's episode number three but i'm gonna lose track fast especially with these coronas I don't. I don't think. I don't. Think you know that, what? We need a we need a beer sponsor. Anybody out there want to be a beer sponsor? Where of the you, uh, Mitch Unfiltered. Where are you on? Um, where are you on video of this? People are asking for video. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not liking. I'm all that. in. You are. Oh yeah. Let's bring it. Let's 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 do the Facebook live. Now here's the only problem with that. You want to do video? Yeah. Why not? I asked you for the sole purpose of you saying I don't yeah, want to do it. That's why I to said bail yes. Me out, to yeah. bail me out, and you say yes. Yeah, of course. No, I don't want to do like YouTube, like like Stitcher and the whole Twitcher thing. and <laughs> I don't have any idea what we're doing. Get me a beer. I have no idea. Zeke's Pizza, ladies and gentlemen, Jaguar, Land Rover, of Bellevue, Daniel's Broiler, yes. all uh, with us. Thank you so much. This is episode number three. He's Jason Hamilton, my wife. Listened to one of the uh, the episodes. Said, "You know, you you never you never introduced who 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 he was. People don't know Jason Hamilton, who uh, you can hear on the call. Now, did you get Taco? Tell everybody, of course, the story. I challenged it, you to do Taco. It's last really night. it's really your story. You're you're the one that uh, got Chris Carson involved and in yeah. Taco Time Northwest yeah. involved and yeah. And uh, you're the bad person for doing that. Really, is what happened. What did I do? You were the one that started the commotion and everything. Uh-huh. And I just responded to what you said. Hey, can you throw 
Taco in the broadcast. You you sent a tweet to me and Tony Castricone on the yeah. UW broadcast. I don't know him, by the way. Is he a nice guy? He's a great guy. Would you say he's not a nice guy if I just asked you? If no. You <laughs> Actually, we're going to get Tony Castricone on the broadcast. We're yes. going to. This we're is a broadcast. Bro- yeah, see, dang it. Dang it. On air, on broadcast, on yes. podcast. I'm yes. going to get used to that. We're yes. going to figure that out. Okay. But yes, we're going to get him on. Was he okay with you dropping it? How did you drop it? So. So Tuesdays is Taco Day yeah. when, the, when the Seahawks have a running touchdown. Taco Time, who's not one of the charter sponsors, mm-hmm. and I, you know, no. W- w- hello, I don't know. Hello, hello. 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 The, the phone is. I, I, I sit by the phone waiting for Taco <laughs> Time to call. But um, I, I, you know, Chris Carson for the second week in a row, and probably for the fifth or sixth week this season, right. scored a rushing touchdown. Everybody at Taco Time at all locations gets a free taco. If you download the app, you got to download the app. And so you were like, where's your free taco? Where's the photo? Where's the photo? And I gave, did I give you, you the did. photo? And you I did. went at like 2.30 to get my taco you after did. I had lunch with a friend, an old friend. And um, I was thankful that there wasn't any commotion involved mm-hmm. uh no chris carson stepping in and calling tacos at taco yeah. time lousy and no bold no no use yeah. of the bold that's so bold. i i that's asked bold, mitch i asked you to on the broadcast on what would have been uh tuesday night mm-hmm. against eastern washington yeah. uh i asked you to drop in taco so how did i didn't hear the broadcast how did you do it well I did something like this. It's not exactly, but yeah. Washington was off to a great start. Yeah. Great start. Bunch of threes early. I said, "Oh my gosh, these guys are out here. They're they're trying to eat. Look at them, these guys." And uh, maybe they had some tacos oh, tonight. That was forced. <laughs> that's a force. That's a that's a David Crisp. Force. Oh, look at you! That's See, a force. We can't work together. We just well, can't. can't do, we, we can't. I can't we take can, no. little baby shots no, at David. David, Chris. nope. Do you notice I called him little baby yeah, shots? Yeah, because you did it the last time. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand for that. There's, I have standards. You do? Yeah. I see. Okay. I see. Is it true that he's not playing point guard anymore? That Jalen Noel is now. When are we him? moving on from this well, topic of discussion? Well, I mean, so so did Castro. It's a Castricone. Yes. Did he recognize the taco reference? They laughed. And my engineer, yeah. who you've worked with many, many, many years, who, who will remain Terry? nameless, who will remain nameless, thought that was very funny because he actually saw on my screen the yeah. tweet that yeah. you sent. Yeah. He, he'll remain nameless. Okay. Well, remain nameless guy. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he we, talks really, really loud, but he. Uh, he's, oh, San Antonio. I mean, I. <laughs> I can't get, I can't get anything. Uh, I can't do it. Some other, some of the other yes. my former colleagues yes. can do it. Anyway, this is uh, Mitch Unfiltered. We're off and running. That's Jason Hamilton. Thank you. Former star Stars. at Hazen High School. Okay. But somebody else from Hazen no. High School had 25 the other night. 25. Sure. Got hot. Um, Hazen High School star went to San Diego State, got homesick. We think it was for a girl, but we're not sure. Mm-hmm. His wife. And he came back and then start, started for Bobby Bender at the mm-hmm. University of Washington for three years. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Two. Two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and now is uh, has like 12 jobs. And do you con- do you include this one as a job? No. This isn't a job. No, this is, no. This is, this is all about the fun. Yeah. This is about sports. This is about Mitchell. This is Eden. not a job. 
It's about Mitch Levy. Oh, well. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. You know we're on iTunes. Right. You know we're oh, getting yes. lots of, we're getting lots of ratings now. How about that? How about going number one in the sports and rec category? Just blowing it. Number up. one. So we were number one. That makes us eligible for the final four of college football, right? We're in. <laughs> Unless we're in we lose. Playoff. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. We're in the play. So so you gotta explain this to me, and I don't want to you know harp on it, but we were number one. Uh, <laughs> so we, we they sign us up. iTunes signs us up. Yeah, People yeah. are going in there. They're subscribing. Yeah, now I love you, it. You've taught me what that means. Ding! Can you give me the Check freaking mark. bell or not? I was gonna get one today Come and on. I never made it. Um, so there's there's uh, we 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 were signed up on iTunes. So people are now going to subscribe and they're rating us. And I'm reading these comments. People yeah, are writing. It's really nice. So nice. Yeah, it's really nice. They are so nice. And uh, so uh, they're writing. And so all of a sudden, somebody sends me a, a tweet and it says, hey, look at this. You're number nine. And this is like now I see Bill Simmons. I see all these people that I recognize. These are national podcast sure. shows. Sure. And then somebody sends me one that we're number five. And then somebody sends me one that we're number three. I don't know. How do they decide who's ranked? Do they have a committee? Is Tyrone Willingham involved in this? <laughs> is Condoleezza Rice see, involved in this? Rate? You, how, how, how are we... Can you, you're I don't the, know. You're the maven. I'm not going to... You're not, the podcast I, maven. I, I'm going to say the downloads per day, the ratings per day is is probably what catapulted up. But, you know... We were number one. Number one at the end of the day. Yeah, it was it was really cool. We've done two shows that nobody knows about. There's like 12 people listening yeah. to this thing. Yeah. No? Yeah, when you go to we're podcast... number one. Podcast versus episodes, uh, just, just catapulting up the charts. And it, it was really cool to see. Where was, was Casey Kasem? And <laughs> Snuggles the Dog. And Mitchley, where what where what what happened? Uh, all right, so we want you to uh, if you're an iTunes listener, they call it Apple Podcast or iTunes, whatever. People were making fun of me that I call it iTunes. Now everybody's making fun of me over everything, and I want to talk about the podcast. Mm. Thing. It's on the laundry okay. list. We got a lot to do today. Also, some people were saying that I ought not, I ought not like promote the show like I used to do on the radio. Did you see those tweets? I did. I did. Why not? Well, I Why think... not tell people that Steve Phillips, the former general manager of the oh, New York yeah. Mets, is going to be our guest Phillips. today. A, a, just a, a, a class oh. individual. Love him. Why can't I tell people what's coming up in the podcast? I don't get that. Well, I think, I think the consensus, at least from the person who persons who sent yeah. that in was right hey listen we we see the description what's coming up it's a it's a podcast it's not like your regular show but you know what listen do you a lot of noise yeah russell it, wilson would say a lot of noise a lot of noise gotta do, block out do the you, noise do you do so do okay you then i'm gonna do me yeah and i'm gonna tell everybody that steve phillips is gonna be our second guest excited for that because i just thought great perspective i love him yeah. i love him and he's been really kind to me and we'll talk about that but you know what's going on? I mean, at some point we got to talk about the Mariners. I know that this is Seahawks land and Seahawks country. Sure. We're going to get into that right away. But what the hell? My favorite baseball team—they're <laughs> trading their best pitcher. They're—they're they're talking about trading Cano. They're talking about trading Segur. They're trying to trade everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And they're just breaking down. They're just tearing down the house. Mm-hmm. And it's sad on a lot of levels. And mm-hmm. I got to find out from Phillips whether it's the right thing to do. So. Uh, if you listen to iTunes, subscribe and rate us. Give us a five star. We would really, really appreciate it. Yeah, the beautiful. other thing that I want to mention is the Patreons and the patrons. That's been crazy. It's been great. If you like the show, if you like the podcast, if you want to support us, 
There's a place to go via the website, MitchUnfiltered.com, and it's called Patreon. They do this around the world, around the globe with struggling artists, and that's mm-hmm. what I am, a mm-hmm. struggling artist. <laughs> and they allow you to donate and mm-hmm. be a patron of an artist. And so if you want to be a patron of this show, you go there. It costs $5 a month minimum. You can you can donate anything right, you want right, to donate. Right. And what we're doing, the perk that you get is we are supplying people that are patrons with bonus episodes. Like we'll but ta- good stuff now. I'm good, hoping. Good stuff. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like we'll talk to Steve Phillips today for a long time and then we'll do more extra episode or extra extra content and we'll put it up for the patrons today or whenever we well do it. Well deserved. Yeah. yeah well and deserved. so I did the New Heisel song. We did extra chat. Be- that was a beauty, by the way. You like the New oh, Heisel song? New Heisel on his own is great. He brings good insight, but the fact that he's talented and can do the guitar and the song that you that you put out on its own, and yeah. uh, it's good stuff. So what I'm thinking is, and as we get right into the Seahawks, right into the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and we will talk Seahawks, we will talk Huskies football, we'll talk Huskies basketball. Oh, here I am promoting again. Hello. Sorry, Dan. not supposed to do that. I take it back. We're not talking about any of those things. <laughs> um, here's the thing. So this is dropping on Thursday, episode three, and Thursday night, Tonight, I guess when people are listening, if they're listening on Thursday, is this New Orleans-Dallas game. Big game. game. Big game, Mitch. And so it doesn't take a Harvard grad to know who we're rooting for if you're a Seahawks Does fan. it take a Harvard of the Northeast grad or just a Harvard grad? I mean, that's there's a distinction there that you might want to... You, you know what? Get it right. It's okay. the Harvard of Central New oh, York. That's <laughs> the Harvard. And by the way, the Thank Harvard you. of Central New York, as we're recording this, yeah. defeated... Did you know they beat the number one Ohio? team in the country? No. We're going to get, that's part of the laundry list. You're going to like the laundry list today. What is the NCAA doing with the new NE? Have you seen the yeah, new NET? Dumb. Number one is Ohio Number, State. Yeah, that's Gonzaga dumb. can't even get a sniff. That's dumb. They beat Duke. They can't get a It's But they're using, it's the new RPI. We'll get to that. I don't want to give away the laundry list. Okay. Do you think the laundry list is a good idea? Me compiling things between shows that just I want to talk about. Sure. I have, I because yeah. in the old days I would be on the station every morning at six o'clock for four freaking hours right. and I'd have nothing. Le- There'd be no yeah, laundry list. You're going to the end. Right. Ends of the earth. And so now I find myself between Mondays and Thursdays accumulating a lot of thoughts like Andy Rooney-esque. You don't know Andy oh, Rooney. Oh, of course. Yeah. Ever noticed? Ever noticed? Yeah. You know, uh, and don't, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the laundry list together for each yeah. show. And so I have a laundry list and that's okay. on the laundry list. Get anyway, it. let's get to the Seahawks for just a few moments. Sunday. They'll face the 49ers. There are nine and a half point favorites. And if the, what I was going to say is, if the Saints win the Thursday nighter against the Cowboys in Dallas, so you got to give the the home team a chance, you understand the chain of events. I'm going to get a little excited because what's going to happen is Mm. if Dallas loses, they drop to six and six. That catapults, and I'll give you a little Mr. Postseason, that catapults Washington to the lead in the Colt NFC McCoy. East. Thank you. Mm-hmm. To the NFC East lead. It also drops Dallas into the wild card pool. You know who beat Dallas in the third game of the season. I do. I was at that game. Okay. Yeah. And so they'd also have a better record than Dallas. Guess who then becomes in, 
in the playoffs at six and five in the playoffs if on Thursday night the Saints beat the Cowboys. Now you mean not in the screenshots that you sent out where the Seahawks were in the AFC. Don't get, me started. Don't get Mr. Postseason okay. started on that. Not that you were in the AFC, but actually in the NFC. That's right. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure because they have not gone back to the what AFC. you screenshotted and yes. they were not in one of thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> one of thirteen. Yeah. I- I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yes. So it's just another indication that the only person you should listen to is Mr. When it com- Mr. Postseason. Mr. You. I got it. I am. I'm on this train. Don't hit that thing I know, too, I know. too hard. I did that once. Yeah, it, don't it, hit that it, thing okay. too hard. We're not at the station here. We right. got these are cardboard tables. <laughs> okay, don't do it too hard. So um, here's my guarantee. My guarantee is, if the Dallas Cowboys lose the Thursday nighter, mm-hmm. Mr. Postseason is not waiting to the weekend. Oh, He's going to town without you. You can get on the phone if you'd like. You can be a phone guest. You could not be a guest at all. Mr. Postseason. Now, Mr. Playoffs would have never done this, the twin brother, because he was a piece of you-know-what. Yeah, right. He was tough to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened to the twin brother, but he's like kind yeah. and, 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 and approachable. Yes, yeah, yeah. and is willing to do anything uh, at any yeah. time. I'm doing a special Mr. Postseason okay. right at, at, the, at, the, at the end of the game. Oh, if the Saints beat the Cowboys in the Seahawks. Dropping it like it's hot. Yes. Okay. Yes, a brand new. Okay. But that will be for patrons only because we only do Mondays and Thursdays. Correct. So, so I'm, that's my guarantee. That's my guarantee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the issue, though, is there's going to be a lot of confidence about this 49ers game. Nobody Warranted? thinks... Of War- course, well, warranted. you know, they beat the Packers. Everybody's, you know, walking around in a cloud. Their heads are in a cloud. They beat the Packers on the Thursday night. Then they went to Carolina in a game that I didn't think they were going to win. You know that. Oh, I, uh, you know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go back to the uh, the patron episode. Yes. If, uh, for the patrons, they know Mitch Levy. I'm, I'm putting you out on full blast on that one. Mitch Levy said they were not winning this game. The same Mitch Levy that said that Washington is going to just kill Utah on Friday night. That's right. That's right. So That's you right. Can, so I'm going to go I'm going to go one sure. for one and one. Yeah. Um you would think 2 and 9 stumbling in. They don't even have a quarterback choice at the time that we're recording this. They haven't mm-hmm. figured out whether it's Mullins or whether it's Bethard. And mm-hmm. and and by the way, you remember the old tale of the tape? I got a little tale of the tape oh, yeah. for you for the uh for the podcast today for the Mitch Unfiltered podcast. Everybody has just chalked this game up and I expect them to win. But just remember one thing. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. There are about four that are consistent at the top. And there is probably about eight who are really consistent, terrible, consistently bad (laughs) at the bottom. So that's four and eight. And then there's 20 in the middle who, by definition, are really inconsistent. Yeah, just fighting it out. The, The Seahawks could drop... Just an egg. They could lay an egg on Sunday. So don't go into. I expect them to win. I hope that they'll win big. They you should don't win big. That. You don't believe that. I. It. I will not be surprised at anything. This team. This is a six and five team. You don't believe. That. I do believe it. You I would don't. Not, I do believe it. You're. 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 You're not telling the truth. I. Be, what, what, what you am I believe not? that that the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. After what you just witnessed. Yes. In Carolina on the road. Yes. In one of the best. Road wins in the NFL for any team could lay an egg. Yeah, yeah, I think they oh. could lay an egg. Oh, I don't think they will. Yeah. I won't. I'll, I'll project them to win by double digits. Okay, but 
if you are walking around thinking a six and five NFL football team can't just be brutal yeah, on a given day, that. you are you are so, you are setting yourself up to be Fair. really really disappointed. Fair. That said, they should take care of business to go to seven and five, and then it is on. Oh, it's on. It's on. Well, you're seven and five. You've now got four to go. You got San Francisco one more time. You've got Arizona, Arizona. at home, and then you got the two hard ones: Minnesota and Kansas City. And Kansas City. So those are the two hard ones, and we'll talk a lot about that. Um, real quickly, some other things that have happened since we've last done a podcast together is uh, the well, we know the Huskies against Utah on Friday night. Huskies now five and a half since the last time. I think people were people. The money's got to be on the Huskies in that game. How about your dogs at five and two? I want to discuss them today. Yeah. Your your the your basketball the basketball dogs, dogs yeah. at five and two, uh, getting ready for a little trip <laughs> east. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I started thinking about this for a second, and we'll kind of hopefully revert back to all of these things. Um, but I was thinking about this, you know, with the weakness of the Pac-12. Ooh. They're running out of qual. I mean, I know it's only November. It's hard. You're right. They're running out of quality opportunities. Right. So they're going to get an opportunity in the kennel. Do they mm-hmm. still call it the kennel? You yes. know it's new- oh, yeah. They're going to get an opportunity, and they're going to get an opportunity against Virginia Tech. Yep. My boys want to go to that game. Can you get us in? Sure. Can you find us in? Come on. Is there go. an usher that will slip yeah, us in the back door? Let's go. Um, Atlantic City. Oh, it's in Atlantic City? Yeah, yeah. It's not here? No. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Come on. I thought you were like going to D.C. and you were going to drive No, up. no, 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 no. I thought Guess it was what? here. Keep up or keep out. Okay, so they're playing in Atlantic Get City. Get out of here. They're not. They're not. Play- Buzz isn't making the trip. No, okay. jerk. I don't. I don't. I don't. Want, <laughs> I don't want to go to Atlantic City. Yeah. Okay. All right. Forget that. Scratch that request. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, do they, do they kind of have to win one of these two, don't well, they? Well, it just so who are they going to put on the yeah, resume at the end of the year? What, Oregon? What, who, who can they yeah, be? What happened was Oregon, Washington, Arizona slash UCLA were supposed to be the the front runners in the league, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, when Texas Southern beats Oregon and Washington doesn't beat Minnesota, and, you know, da 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 the list goes on and on. All, all of a sudden, there's not great out-of-conference wins. Now, however you stack the the paradigm, whether it's, you know, quad one, quad two, quad th- whatever, it, however that thing rolls out, yeah, it, it just is not really looking good for Washington unless they get a good quality win out of conference. And the, and you mentioned the two. It's at That's it. It's at and Gonz- then it's over. It's at Gonzaga and neutral court, sort of. I mean, Atlantic City, New oh, Jersey, neutral court. Well, compared to Blacksburg, Virginia, I mean, it's it's kind of you know. It goes down as a neutral court. It is. That's all you need to say. Right. It goes, it goes down. down as a neutral court. So if they lose, let's just play the game. Mm-hmm. Let's say they lose both of them. That you, that now you've got to put a big year together. In you the better win 12. fourteen games. Oh my god! You better win four. This was a. T- oh. You better win fourteen games in the pack. Fourteen tw- and four, four. Fourteen and four. You better win fourteen games, because there's just no margin for error. You you're expected to win, and I know this isn't the direction that we're talking about. But you better win, you know the the uh, 
the games you should win, the Bay Areas and, you know, Oregon State and whomever, you, Washington State, you better win the ones that you should win and and make sure that, you know, you, you do – you do splits on the ones that were questionable going Can't into the Can't do many splits to get to 14 get and 4. It. Too I many splits. It. I get it. Too it, many splits. It, it just it starts to get marginalized pretty quick. All right, laundry list time, okay? Laundry list time is next. You know, I'm so thrilled to be partnering up again with Al and Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. He and I arrived to town the very same year. He came from California. I arrived from Washington, D.C., and we've been friends and business partners for 20 years. Four years. His BMW dealership was the first endorsement I ever did in 1995, and I've been on the air raving about his dealerships ever since. The reason is simple. They do it right. An atmosphere that is different than other car dealerships from the moment you walk through the doors, a pressure-free environment no matter the make, the model, the year, a fabulous pre-owned selection of vehicles for the holidays, and don't get me started on the service department. I just got service on one of our cars about a month ago. It was the easiest thing in the world with a loaner car awaiting me at the front door. Was trying to figure out how many cars I've either leased or owned from Al's dealerships in the last 24 years. I think it's either eight or nine, including my most recent from Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. Dimitri, the general manager, texted me last night about the incredible anticipation of Land Rover's reborn Defender in 2019. After going away for a few years, this iconic beauty returns with two different wheelbases and two distinct body styles. I'll let you know in the next few episodes how to get to the top of the VIP list to order a 2019 Defender on Northup Way in Bellevue, Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. Unfiltered. All right, episode number three, continuing Jason Hamilton is here. Steve Phillips is going to be our guest in the next segment. He's uh, the former general manager in the 80s of the New York Mets, those Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was the GM when they went to the 86 World Series, but he's he he's, was right in the middle of it all. And uh, now he's with Sirius and XM, has been for years, used to do the show with me. I think he's one of the great voices oh, of baseball. Solid. And so uh, i got to find out. His take on what Jerry Depoto's doing, uh, you know, my, my my big wonder is okay. Jerry Depoto's been here, I think, three years, and what is he saying by tearing this house down? Is he saying oh. that the house wasn't built very well? And if he's saying the house wasn't built very well, who's he saying the house wasn't built? Correct. Who built it? He didn't. All a lot of it was Jack Zarensic before him, but mm-hmm. he's part of the build. So if he's now tearing out down his own work, what does that what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk to Steve Phillips about the Paxton trade and and they're trying to trade Cano and they mentioned Seeger and it's just Zanino Zanino they already traded and Correct. it's just it's just depressing. But Mariners fans are used to this. Um, and I want to uh, I want to remind everybody to go to iTunes. I'm supposed to tell everybody go to iTunes and click subscribe, rate us, give us five stars. If you plan on giving us, do we even want four stars? No, I don't. That's Would, not what I'm about. I'm about five only. <laughs> now, do you, now people are going to do what they're going to do, but I'm only about the five stars. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Four hurts us. Four. Yeah, it's like we don't know, want four. Nah. We want five. Yeah. Um, laundry list time. Something. Now I mentioned it earlier. God, can the can the college basketball world, the NCAA, can they step on their own feet more than they do? I mean, it, it, it seems like at every turn, can they then get the any? NET? Can, 
can they can they get anything right? So everybody's heard of the RPI for all mm. these years. This is uh, laundry list number one. Okay. Okay. They've got a new system that they invested a lot of money and they've got scientists and they've got really a lot smarter people than you and you and me. And Are you sure about up, that? I'm not based on what they came right. up with. They've got a new rating system. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hear this, it's called the NET. I don't yeah. know if they call it the NET or the NET. And it takes into consideration strength of schedule, and margin of victory is a, are the two most important components. I never understood that margin of victory, and so they 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 put all this research into it, and they spit out the first one the other day. And Ohio State is the number one team. Kentucky is sixty first. Loyola Marymount is tenth. Gonzaga so beat Gonzaga beat Duke, and the Weasel couldn't even sniff the top five. Actually, he's fifth. Duke is sixth, and they're going to use this. It's so dumb. They're going to use this to decide yes. seedings and who makes the tournament and who doesn't make the tournament. And maybe it's going to get better as there's no, more. No, no, it's not. It's not. Because it doesn't take into consideration at all the whole strength of schedule being yeah. one component of five or whatever components. Yeah. You'd, you'd be better off scheduling no one and winning every game. By 30. Done. Win every game by thirty, and you're good. It, it, it the the criteria is so off. Why did they I, do I this? wonder? Seriously, I wonder who makes these things up before the season, and and who are you getting input from that says this is a good idea? Tyrone Willingham. Oh, I see? like to blame Golly. Tyrone Willingham for everything. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. I just like to blame it's Tyrone him. Willingham because yeah. I just find it hysterical that he's on the. He's the on the committee, committee that's deciding, and that's laundry. That was a segue to laundry oh, list nice. number two. Good job. Laundry list number two. You're in radio. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're in podcasts. Yeah. yeah. I'm out of radio. <laughs> For good, I'm out of radio. Um, uh, the final four. Yeah. Final four. CFP. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Of course. Clemson. Yes. Notre Dame and Georgia. Everybody knows that by now. Mm-hmm. Um, the intrigue is clearly, there's a few intriguing questions. And I'll give them to you, not necessarily in this order. Number one is, okay, if Alabama, Neuheisel said on the podcast yeah. that the best, the team that has the best chance of beating Alabama of all these teams is the team they're playing this weekend, Georgia. Of course. So let's say Georgia pulls the upset. Mm-hmm. Alabama now has one loss. Do they still end up in course, the final four? Of okay. course. I think course, you're right. How about if they lose by three touchdowns? doesn't matter. They're in. It, you okay. cannot penalize a team that has been as dominant as Alabama's been. Right. With one loss. Right. To not be in the top four. Okay, so then we want Alabama to win. We? Yeah, because I'm going to tell you we? why. All of us. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell I'm you really why. I'm really curious about we who We all want we Alabama is. to win. Okay. Okay. The reason is because there would be no... If Alabama loses, and you're right, and I think you are right, then assuming Clemson beats Pittsburgh, oh, which is okay, okay. Yeah. If that happens, then the Final Four, there is no, it's there's, set. there's no, there's, there's no, no movement, there, but there's no like intrigue. There's, no, there's no interest. It's Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia in some order because mm-hmm. Georgia would have won, and that would be it. If Alabama loses, then we get some fun because that knocks. I mean, if Alabama wins, I meant to say, yeah. then Georgia's out. Okay, they're out, and that leaves Oklahoma or Ohio State, which has an impact on Washington. Wait a minute, time out. If Alabama loses... No, if Alabama loses, it's set. To Georgia. Right. 
Georgia's in. Yeah. Clemson's in. Notre Dame's in. And Alabama's in. There's no interview. Yeah. Because you and I believe that Alabama will be in with a loss. No matter what. Okay. So then there's no fun. Right. There's no speculation. There's of no course. There's no controversy. Yeah. Right? If Alabama wins, yes. then Georgia's out. And we need to replace Georgia with, Got it. with a team. Got it. And that is going to be either Oklahoma and Ohio State. And this impacts Washington. I'm getting somewhere here. So, and this is laundry list number two, which is... Oklahoma's ahead of Ohio State. So the mm-hmm. consensus seems to be that if Oklahoma beats Texas, which is the one team they lost to. That was a that's great a, game, by the way. That's a better okay. opponent that Ohio State's facing Northwestern. Mm-hmm. If Oklahoma goes out and wins and wins big, they're in. If they either win small, real tiny, or lose, that opens the door for Ohio State. So what I don't like, I'll tell you what I don't like, because I'm soft now. I'm a, oh, This is the soft Mitch. Here's what I don't like. Okay. Oklahoma wins by three. Okay. And then Ohio State plays later that night. What are they trying to do? Run it up. Do you like that? Let's go. I don't love that. Mm-hmm. They're try- They're up 14 late. They're throwing the ball. They're up 20 late. They're throwing the ball because they've got to beat them. they got to beat Northwestern by as many as but you, humanly you possible. But you understand it, though. I do. Of course. I just don't like it. it that's besides doesn't the seem like college you, football yeah, to me. Yeah, but you understand it. They're, they're trying to get yes. in. They're going to have to run up the yeah. score. They're going to have to throw yeah. up 30. Yeah. They're going to have to throw. So Oklahoma... Gets the first shot. Now, here's how it face. Here's how it affects. Ask me. Ask Mitch. Min- how does how does that affect the whole college player football? Well, well, Washington. Yeah. Who would you want if Ohio State makes the Final Four? Then Washington, Michigan. What, after they Michigan after they pounce on Utah, yeah, which they're going to win thirty four to thirteen. I'm giving you a score. People used to say to me on their show, you never make predictions. Yeah. You ask everybody else for <laughs> predictions, but you don't make predictions. All right? This isn't the radio show anymore. 34-13 Washington wow. in the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. Do you want Urban Meyer or do you want douchebag Harbaugh style? Who do you, <laughs> who do you want? And do I do it? If we get Harbaugh in the Rose Bowl, do I do another song? Of course. Love it. Okay. Didn't cross my mind. B, okay. have to. Okay. I mean, just, just absolutely have to. That's fantastic. So who do you want? You want Harbaugh? Or you want my, you can't go wrong. Harbaugh all day. You want Michigan, Washington over yeah. Ohio oh, State, Washington. Yeah. Just because of Harbaugh? Just because the whole Stanford thing. Like, I, I want to beat Harbaugh anytime I can. I just think, and I'm, Actually, I'm, I'm, I want to sp- beat Urban Meyer anytime I can. Of course you too. do. Yeah, Everybody so, does. Yeah. So- the Rose Bowl, Wash. If Washington wins mm. the Utah game, mm-hmm. which you which you've guaranteed, by the way, how could I mean? I know that you want. Yes, I have. Yeah. How can you do? I know you want to be in the Final Four, but what? Just to just to sit for a couple of weeks and marinate over either Washington against Urban Meyer and Ohio State, or Washington against Michigan yes. and and Harbaugh. Douchebag good Harbaugh stuff. style. And yeah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Douchebag Harbaugh style. I, that game's going to be un- That's going to be so highly anticipated. It's going to be so fun. In my mind, all yeah. I can think of is the song. So it's hard for me to, to continue this, <laughs> this <laughs> Sorry conversation. Sorry about that. I apologize. Yeah, that's good. I apologize. Uh, laundry list item number three. Um, I, I touched on the taco time. People want an update. Yes. Um, I wanted an update. Well, I gave you an update. Yeah. I went to Taco Time at two thirty. You you think it's you somehow think it's funny that I go get my that I claim my free taco almost as if you're dismissing it as 
Mitch, why are you going to get your free taco? Well, I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I you know, I don't, I don't put you in the category of the free taco guy. Why not? I shop every Tuesday at QFC and Target every Tuesday. Okay, that for was the, for the house. I, I and I and I use coupons. Okay, I, I use the okay. stuff on the lawn guess online. What? I get yeah. I guess that's dumb, and I don't care. But I'm I'm just, I'm just I, trying to prove I, I, it's I, I along the same vein. That, no, I don't care. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. I don't care. That, keep going if you want, but I don't care. That's no, dumb. I'm not going to keep going. Okay. Then. Why would I keep going you if you don't care? I don't care. Should we just stop the podcast now? No, I want you to care. No, no, Mitch. No, I don't. What is the problem with I me getting know. my free tacos? Uh, Something's you, weird you're going for you. to QFC and getting you know your fillets. I download. And doing I download the app. I mm. get. I get the little savings things online. Yeah. I would never clip coupons out of it, but now they can do it right on your phone. Yeah, and it's right in your phone number. It's beautiful. That, and now that maybe makes more sense. I just just the whole concept, the the vision I have of you. Just you know, now that I get what you're saying, okay, maybe I'm I'm with that, and I appreciate the fact that the Taco Time guys they're doing that, and it's good. well. Here's the one thing that I would say that I feel a little bit guilty about, okay, and that is like Tuesday I was getting my free taco and sending you a picture, sending mm-hmm. tweeting it out on on Mitch uh, underscore Seattle. Um, you know, typically if I went to taco time to get a free taco because of Chris Carson's rushing touchdown, I would get other stuff. I'd have lunch or something. Mm-hmm. But I had had lunch. Yeah, previously. Previously with, a, with an old friend. And so I went through the drive-thru and the lady says to me, Can I, can I take your order, please? <laughs> and I said, I, said to her, nice. yeah, I said to her, yeah, I want my free taco. <laughs> That's how you said it. That's no, how, I said, yeah. I, I want my taco. And yeah. she says, okay, okay, one taco. Yeah. She's waiting for the rest of the yeah, order. That's it. That's I'm it. like, that's it. Chris Carson produced I'm like, Seahawks one. Give me, give me the total and tell me to drive to the second window. I'm done. She's waiting for more. And there was nothing more. And so I, then I was really on eggshells when I got, when she gave me the bag through the window, uh-huh. I was looking at her wondering, is she pissed off at mm-hmm. me? Like, Who's this dude that comes for one taco? Nobody comes for one taco to this place, to this Issaquah location. Now, you know where she was, right? You know where she was standing? She was in the kitchen, okay? <laughs> she, <laughs> she was... <laughs> Nobody gets she, that. No, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. No, she, like was in, she was in the kitchen, okay? So I was trying to just view her and say to myself, okay, is she upset about this or yes. is she okay with this? Yeah. Or are other people lining up? And then I get the feeling that I'm the only guy getting the free taco. Mm-hmm. So that's the talk. But Chris Carson, no bold, nothing from t- Taco Time did retweet. Yeah, they were but great. They were very, taco Time was great. Very careful about yes. Chris Carson. Respectful. They actually yes. sent out a very cute text or tweet. They sent out a uh, a video of him going upside down in the game against the uh, the Panthers mm-hmm. when he went up when he mm-hmm. flipped. Oh yeah. And he and they said something like on their tweet with that video. Our words were turned upside down last week, so we oh, just yeah, want to make yeah. sure everything is nice. cool with Chris Carson. Well done. So uh, there's that. Um, what else? I got I got like three other things. We have time. You've only, you've only gone to three, I think, in your uh, one, two, three. I got three other things. Let's do it. Well, I now, hold on. Let me stop you. Yes, we've uh, we've taken some heat. Uh oh. Yeah, we've taken a little bit of heat. People saying too long. No, no, actually. We did 90 minutes last yeah, time. Yeah, 90 minutes. People saying 90 minutes should be the minimum. No. Hold on. I'm just no, oh, I'm no, just I, I I'm I'm, ex- I'm expressing to you what I've no. heard. 90 minutes should be the minimum. 
two times a week. I'm going to curse first. It's going to oh, be the first yeah. curse. I'm going to let a BS <laughs> go. Let's go. I was close. 30, or excuse me, two times a week is not enough. 90 minutes is not enough. There's a lot of not enough in this uh, in this endeavor. So I'm not I'm not sure what you're willing to do here if we're uh, if we're sticking to the. Uh, I I view this as a simple analogy. Okay. There's a very very simple analogy. I view this like Forrest Gump's run. Okay. In Forrest Gump, remember when he took oh, off yeah. and he started Just running? Kept 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 going. And when did he stop? When he felt like it. <laughs> Just when he felt like it. It's over when it's over. Okay, actually, this is totally unscripted. I have one more bone to pick. Sure, sure. I love this. I need I need you to help me with these topics. I don't have 90 minutes worth of material. I get that. I need the people on Twitter to stop <laughs> tweeting me. When they tweet me. No, they're no. not tweeting you because you've blocked them. Oh, so I'm getting people that are oh. tweeting me that are saying Mitch Levy has blocked me from oh. five years ago, 10 years ago, one year ago. They, he, so you what know. are you want me to unblock them now? Well, yeah. New, I, new I mean, beginnings, new starts. Yeah. New beginnings, new starts. I, here's the thing. I don't know how you unblock them because I don't know how you get a list of people that you blocked. It, it, They're blocked. Here, here's what I know. Yeah. I have blocked people accidentally. I have blocked people on purpose. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. All I know is um, um, I'm not going to be the go between between the blocked people from 10 years ago. And what, do the do? what do you want me to do? What do you want I don't know. I don't know. I, do we go from, do we just go carte blanche? You just, every, I don't even know how you well, would here, even here, know. Well, here, it's very simple. Okay. Um, and I love, I love these guys that say, this is going back. Yeah, oh, it's going back. I have back. no idea. Yeah, yeah, what oh, I yeah. Did. That's what. Okay. That's the. That's okay. the comment. Let me just say. Yeah. This. I didn't block anybody unless they were malicious. Okay. Okay. I wasn't. Okay. I, I'm. I, I'm not that. I'm sensey poo, but I'm yeah, not that okay. sensey. Okay. Okay. You had to do something pretty flagrant back in the day. Yeah. To get blocked. Yeah. So the whole. The whole. Ah. Ah. I don't know what I did. Right. You know. Right. You know. Okay. okay. You, you know what you, know you, what did. you did. Okay. You know what you did. Yeah. But I'm okay. I'd be willing to give everybody a second okay. chance. Okay. So we. We're, of course, we're, I mean, who am I? Think of that. Yeah. I'm Me just, saying enough. Yes. I'm throwing. But I don't know. There. I don't know how to do it. That's what I'm call saying. Call Twitter. I don't know. Call what, that, what is the guy Dorsey? Call the CEO. Call, call the guy that's worth a couple of billion. I don't know. And ask him. I don't know how to do it, but I'll do it. If I, if somebody would teach me, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. That was very good. You 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 spoke on behalf of the people, right? I there. did because I was not going to respond to the people uh that were responding to me i wanted to make sure that i made sure whoever's listening yeah understands that i have communicated with you that there's there's, there's i hear some you out, there's, I'm, I'm in thank you i'm in i'm done if but i don't know how to do it okay and, I'm I, in. and i'm not I'm, in. I'm not you know what i'm gonna give you you know what i'm gonna give you for Wh that what a thumbs a thumbs up. <laughs> emoji or a phil mickelson okay. which one Oh, which one is what? it? A, is it an emoji thumbs up oh. or is it a Mickelson thumbs up? Well, for the sake of this conversation, it's an emoji thumbs up. Okay. There's two things that I'm noticing happening more and more that again, this is probably egomaniacal of me mm -hmm. because I never liked the walk off home run simply because nobody cleared it with me first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what I don't like is 
when all of a sudden something starts happening and I'm like, okay, what, what, who, 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 who decided that? And the walk, it was always a game winning home run. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it became a walk off yeah. and everybody was using it. And I was yeah. like, oh, 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 oh Wait, hold on a second. Can I get involved in this yeah. conversation? I don't know do that I, I like do that. Do I have a vote? Yeah. Yeah. And so when those types of things happen, I get a little on edge and two things I have oh, on my laundry two. list. Not two. just one, two. Yeah. The whole, the whole, I, 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 it's not just the th the hands, the, 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 Are you about the emojis? Yes. <laughs> I, this is where, this is where this needed to be videoed. If people could have seen what you just did right there. What? Who? It's viral. All that is viral. Who decided this? Oh my gosh. It's just like, I, I don't know. People give me the thumbs up yeah. and the, and the two hands together, like praying for you or this, or like the Jim Bayheim hands out. <laughs> And all of a sudden, hands, somebody just, there was a committee, was it Tyrone Williams? There was a committee that decided that now everybody's going to text with hands. And I find it a little, tell me if I'm wrong about this. I find the thumbs up like, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay, let's say I say to you, let's meet at Panera in, in Factoria. Yes. And you send me a thumbs up. Yes. And no, no words, just a thumbs up. Yeah. I'm like... That's a little condescending. Do, I find it a little condescending. Do you really? I feel like, like okay, chum. I feel it like, okay, buddy. Do you? We'll do what you want to do. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe this is, again, this is my, yeah. it's been well documented. Yeah. I've got insecurities. But when I see the thumbs up, I'm like, is he talking down to me? I mean, like, I don't like the whole hands. I don't, can we get away? Does it, what's the, what's the ruling on this? You uh, use it all the time. I do use it. I do. Everybody's use it. using I the thumbs up, the I thumbs do down. I don't get the middle finger very often, but yeah. I get all these hand gestures. Do you on know, a mo what? What? Who started this? Do you know who's really good about uh, not using the thumbs up, but something very similar? Who's that? My guy Phil Bivens, and I, I'm. I'm I, I I love Phil Bivens. Phil Bivens. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna just say that my yeah. guy Phil Bivens. Yeah. He is very so he's still doing the commercials on the cell phone. He's my guy, Phil Bivens. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, love him? He is he is a very good car dealer in yeah. the South End. Yeah, he has his Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. Thank you. Nice Thank job. You. Charter charter sponsor. Yeah, he likes the check mark. He he does the check. There's a check mark emoji. Not the thumbs up or the check mark's fine. Check mark. I'm okay with the check mark. But I feel like the check mark and the thumbs up are the same. A little synonymous. No. no, no, no. There's something about the thumbs up that's driving me crazy. Really, and everybody's doing it, and I want it to stop. So that's laundry list number five or number four. And then the other thing is, and you probably don't even know what I'm going to be talking about is somewhere along the line. Now, when you say thank you to people, mm -hmm. instead of you're welcome. Have you gotten this one? Of course. Ooh. The of course. I, I don't know that I've gotten that You've one. gotten it. You just don't realize it. Thank you. The, the, re, the real nice people, the real perky nice people like who you might run give me, into. Give, give me an example of how that text exchange goes. It's, no, not ex text. I'm talking oh. about verbal. This is oh, a verbal oh, oh, thing. Oh, now I'm oh, off sorry. the text. Oh, okay. oh, it's the whole, okay, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Oh, you think it's condescending? No, I just, of course, at some point, I, no one ever said, of course, as a as a way of saying you're welcome until like six weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, everybody, everywhere I go, people say, of course. Of course. It, do you know what I'm talking about? No. You, you, you don't realize. No, I do. You do. They do. Hey, thanks very much. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 
I'm actually now like thinking about of, everything the, I've ever the, the said. The of course is kind of like, well, oh, it's kind of like, well, what did you expect? Of course I would do that for yeah. you. I mean, of course. Yeah. Like, you don't need to thank me. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And I've just noticed this, and it's happening over and over and over again, and I wanted to, I wanted to bring do it you, up on the laundry list. stop? No, I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. The thumbs, the th- Wait a minute. What, the so what, so what, are you, what, what bone are you picking here, then, if you're not okay with it? Like, what, what are you doing? Just what, I just, where does it start? Okay. I'd like to be able to trace back. I'm, I'm very literal that way. I want to be able to go, I want somebody to be able to just, like, tweet me and say, Mitch, on February 3rd, 2018, <laughs> yeah. somebody used, of course, for the first time. Here's where it all changed. Somebody on a major interview with Oprah or Barbara Walters used the word, of course, and everybody's been, I, I'd like to just know how do these things begin? It's kind of like Neuheisel said, the first time he ever heard anybody say anything about throw somebody open was with Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Drew you Brees. want you want to know you want to you want to yeah. bring it back to the original. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So we just did about twenty minutes. People want ninety, and they're going to listen to this twenty, and they're going to go. You know what? Yeah. You know, I could have forty forty five. Yeah, forty yeah. five is yeah. good too. Fifteen, right? Yeah. Sure. So let's let's get Steve Phillips on to Great. talk about everything oh, that the Mariners so have done and not done, and then in our final segment of the Thursday podcast mm-hmm. that we're dropping on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I don't know when people are listening to it. I'm going to bring back the little tail of the tape. I'm going to give you statistically a preview awesome. of the 49ers and Seahawks. And I think you're going to find some of the things interesting. I'm pre-promoting. I'm sorry. Ooh. You're going to find, you're going to, you're going to be able to listen to this and say, okay, here's where we got to exploit them on Sunday. Yeah. Or here's where we got to be worried that they could exploit us on Sunday. Kind of a tail of the tape, a statistical analysis of what's to come on Sunday between the 49ers and the Seahawks at 125. Excellence. I know everybody talks about it, but how many people actually practice what they preach? I know Daniel's Broiler does. In fact, that's one of the very things that makes Daniel's Broiler so appealing to me. Excellence. I love USDA prime steaks at Daniel's Broiler. I love the seasoning and the fact that the steak's flavor is seared into the steak in a broiler that is set at 1,800 degrees. But you want to know what I love even more? The fact that every time I order a USDA prime steak at Daniel's, a wait person comes up to me when my steak is served with a little flashlight and asks me the very familiar question, have we prepared? your steak to your satisfaction that happens every single time with every single person that orders one of daniel's world-class steaks what does that tell you about daniel's culture simple that your needs come first daniel's broiler is exceptional locally owned by the schwartz family located at south lake union leshy marina and bellevue place thanks to daniel's broiler for being a charter sponsor of mitch unfiltered world-class steakhouses unfiltered And again, a thank you to our terrific sponsor, Zeke's Pizza, Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue, and Daniel's Broiler. Our next guest, well, it's a, it's a little bit overwhelming to have him on because he's been such a great supporter over the last 15 months, and I can't thank him enough. One of the very many that have given me the strength to, to go on and try to do this, and my old friend Steve Phillips is going to talk a little Mariners baseball, a little Major League Baseball free agency. But first, I, I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I do want to thank you for all of your support the last year, year and a half, Steve. Well, listen, uh, I've, I have enjoyed working with you over the years. It's been uh, one of the most enjoyable parts of my weeks to be able to catch up, talk baseball with you, and 
look, I, you know, I, I've been through my own difficulties, my own struggles. I've been to that really dark place before, and I know what it's like. And, and I also know that, that I'm a good guy that had some problems uh, and needed to get help and, and got the help I needed to, to do that and, and have turned my life around and gotten back on track. And, and I have hope and faith uh, in people uh, and uh, I know uh, from dealing with you what a good guy you are, what a family guy you are. And look, we, we all have our struggles, uh, and I look at the world this way. And we've had some conversations about recovery in the past on the show, but you know, I, I look at it that we're all recovering from something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we, and, and one of the things, and, and it was a former general manager, uh, and I won't give up his name, but when I was going through my struggles, he sent me a book, and I was reading the book, and it's a novel, but it's a recovery novel, and in it, there was a line that said this. It said, we all walk with a limp. Some of our, our limps are more profound than others. Some of us are better at hiding them than others, but we all walk with a limp. Uh, and and I, it's changed the way I look at the world now, uh, that even those people who look like they got it all together, I, I have empathy to know that, that, that it's just, it can't be, that we all have some struggles, some, some problem. And, and uh, you know what? The answer to the pain is the pain, and you got to lean into it and, and push through it to get to the other side to find the solution. And I recognize that over the last year, that's what you've been doing. And, and uh, got a lot of hope for you and, and uh, really proud of you uh, to come out on the other side and, and proud to be able to, to do a show with you like this and, and uh, of what you're doing to get things back on track. Well, I just want to say to you that, you know, when you could have very easily went the other way, like so many others, and, and I have no ill will against those people, you kind of embraced me, and we've worked together. We haven't worked together for 20 years, but maybe we've worked together for five or seven, and uh, I just appreciated it, and it were words and texts that you sent and others sent that kind of gave me the strength and the courage to try to do episode one, as many as have heard, and I think you've heard it, and and now continue on with this podcast. So I thank you for that, Steve, but I do want to talk. I want to catch up with you on this Mariners thing and on Major League Base. A lot of interesting stuff going on right in our backyard. I don't know what you want to call it, a teardown, a garage sale. It's... Uh, you know, for for longtime Mariner fans, we've seen this before, but it's still difficult to watch what's going to happen unfolding uh, right before our very eyes, beginning with the James Paxton deal. Before I talk about Paxton, I ask you just to give me an overall sense of where the Mariners are and what they've decided to do for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad, quite honestly, because obviously the longest drought, uh, playoff drought in baseball. Uh, and they showed flashes of a team that might be able to get there, that might be able to do it, and then it just kind of faded away. Uh, and, you know, at this point, it feels like going for it might be chasing their tail a little bit, that, that you, know, you're, it's, uh, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And, you know, Jerry DePoto's worked really hard to make a lot of trades to try to get over that hump to get there. It just keeps coming up short, and then you lose Robbie Cano, and then you have these injuries, and then you know guys go down, and then trades don't work. You know, and so there've been so many different sort of things that have been obstacles in this rebuilding process to get back. And you know, he's calling it a reimagining of the roster. I, you know, it's it's amazing baseball. We're great at titles. We come up with so many. We do. We come up with so many great names. Special assistant to the general manager, senior special advisor, uh, you know, and, and that reimagining, reconstruction, reconfiguration, you name it, they're doing it. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, is a, it is a partial teardown. 
Uh, and I think that the goal is to try to see how, you know, if they can kind of turn it around quickly. And if they can't, then it may be a full teardown. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, they won, I guess, 88 games last year. And, you know, on the surface, you would say, yeah, you're 14 games over 500. You're making progress. There was some exciting elements to the team. The closer was fabulous. The middle of the lineup was good. Even Cano was good when he came back. But something keeps gnawing at me that this is as much about the Houston Astros and the rest of the American League West as it is about the Seattle Mariners. I, I, I just wonder aloud to you, Steve, whether DePoto would feel the need to do what he's doing if he were in a, a, another division that was more winnable than the American League West. Yeah, I think, I think that that's part of it for sure. I think the other part of it, which which I really found interesting about the Mariners last year, is uh, how they got to the 89 wins, right? 89 and 73, how they got yeah. there. Uh, you know, their run differential was a negative 34, right? And so, so generally, the way that the run differentials work, and you say, what would your expected one-loss record be, is 77 and 85 with a negative 34 run differential. Mm. And so what that means to me is they had extraordinarily good timing when they scored their runs. Uh, and they had some bad luck, and we know the one-run uh, game record that they had. Uh, and so, but that run differential tells you, you know, where you relate in runs scored versus runs given up in comparison to other teams. And so, I think that if they had had the run differential that warranted an 89-win season, right. then maybe you would say they're closer than you think. But, but I think a lot of people look at that run differential and say, man, they had some really good luck last year in one-run games. They had some really good timing last year because normally with the runs that they scored, 677, and the runs that they gave up, 711, they'd be a sub-500 team. They'd be eight games under 500. And so I think that there's a realistic view of where they are mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily the wins and losses, and that's why they're taking uh, this step to make these moves. Okay, so the first big step is, of course, James Paxton. We know by now he's going to be a Yankee. I, I'm interested to see how he survives personality-wise with the New York media and the, and the Bronx cheering. Uh, we can get to that in a second. What do you know about the the kid that they got back? The three guys, but in, in the the big one was obviously Sheffield. What can you tell us about this guy? And how well do you think Jerry Depoto did with Paxton, or could he have done better somewhere else? Well, I think he. I think he. You know, if you're going to trade a, a a front end starter, you want to get a guy that you can close your eyes and dream can become a front end starter. They did that with Justice Sheffield. Now, uh, he's a young kid. He's left-handed, and, and, you know, my mentors in this game have always told me lefties take a little bit longer to develop. Look at James Paxton to a certain degree, right? They take mm-hmm. a little bit longer to blossom. Uh, and Sheffield had some difficulties last year throwing strikes at times. His command wasn't great, but that's, that doesn't worry me because of his age, and it doesn't worry me because of his athleticism. I think at some point he will figure it out, and he will be a – you know, a number two type starter at the major league level. They put him in the bullpen a little bit late in the year. Uh, the one thing I'll tell you is that the Yankees had a lot of opportunities to call him up last year, and they didn't. They called up a lot of other guys, mm-hmm. uh, and they worked around him because they didn't think he was quite ready. And then I watched him pitch in AAA uh, against Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, and he came out of the bullpen in a game, 
And, and he was throwing well, and Vlad Jr. came in, and he threw him a high fastball, and Vladdy just ripped it into the left center field gap for a double. And I thought, all right, you know what, he's not quite there yet, the pitcher, Sheffield. Vlad Jr. is going to be amazing. Uh, but, but Sheffield just needs a little bit more time. He's not quite there. Uh, and, and we're spoiled a little bit with all of these great young players that come up and immediately are superstars yeah. that we start to think somebody's not as good if they don't, if they don't just dominate right away. This kid's going to be pretty good. they got another pretty good arm of the deal. The outfielder's okay, you know, probably more of an extra outfielder. But I think they did fine for the type of deal. The other thing to remember, James Paxton, he's, tw- he's pitched through his 29th season, age 29th season. He's only thrown 582 innings in his career. Yeah. To put that in perspective, right, Garrett Cole is, is pitched through his age 29th season. He's thrown 982 innings, 400 more innings. Uh, uh, how about CC Sabathia? through his age 29 season, had thrown 2,100-plus innings already in his career. So the injuries and the unpredictability of Paxton, uh, I think they did really well, considering I know we think he's great, but the next time he qualifies for an ERA title will be the first time he qualifies for an ERA <laughs> title. Uh, and so, you know, he just hasn't taken the ball as a regular starter, and they got premium value for a guy who's been a good semi-regular pitcher. The voice is, of course, our friend Steve Phillips, former GM of the New York Mets. Should it bother us that I keep reading that the Yankees were peddling Sheffield to everybody? They wanted Goldschmidt. They spoke about uh, Sheffield to a number of three, four, five teams. Should I be worried about that? No, he's he's the chip that they decided they were willing okay. to move. Okay. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, listen, when you start talking about, about guys like Goldschmidt or Bumgarner, or Paxton, and, and you're willing to have that sort of lead chip in the deal, uh, that's a compliment. It's not an insult. And so if you get that guy, be happy that you got him. By the way, Steve, uh, is Jerry DePoto's decision to do this kind of a self-indictment on some some level of the performance that he's had over the first three years? Or do we look at his his performance as GM of the Mariners and say, good, solid job by Jerry DePoto? I'd say it's a good, solid job. I mean, eighty-nine wins is a pretty good season. But you just got finished uh, telling us. You just got finished telling us that the it was a fluky yeah. eighty-nine wins, right? It, it was a fluky eighty-nine wins, but it is eighty-nine wins. So he's going to okay. sell that to ownership, and they're going to accept some level of that. You know, he's working around Felix, and he's working around Robbie Cano, not of his doing. Uh, and I think that that knowing that he's got two major contract obligations and doesn't have that flexibility, and he tried to get creative and aggressive. Uh, I, I think he, he tried a lot of different things, and, and he's made a lot of good deals. Made a lot of good deals. Uh, but there's not enough wiggle room when you start to look at the amount of money committed to those two within their payroll. Uh, and, uh, and look, Seager's gone backwards on him, too. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. not his contract either yeah. Yeah. Uh, is part of it. So, you know, I think that, that when you, your most, uh, three most expensive guys are – probably all three underperforming fairly significantly, and you still compete, I think he's done a pretty decent job. What do you make of the reports that he's calling around on Cano, talking to the Yankees, talking to the Mets? What does Cano have, five years, $120 million left on that deal? How is he going to be able to move that deal? I'm concerned as a Mariners fan that he might have to give up a good player to do so. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, right? That's kind of been what is in vogue right now, is that if you want to move big money, then you've got to get you know you've got to give up a prospect to do it or you know like there's a report in New York that the Mets want Edwin Diaz or Mitch Haniger 
uh, and they'll take Cano, uh, that they want the Mariners to take back Jay Bruce in his two years and about $26 million, but the Mets are kind enough to want to throw in a really good prospect in the deal. And I'm like, you know, it, what I've learned is this, is that when I hear trade rumors and they're significantly lopsided in the benefit of one team over the other, the rumors coming from the team getting the better end of the deal, <laughs> right? And so, so like I read this, this deal, the Mets are making out thinking, all right, so the Mariners are going to pick up 10 of the $24 million a year. So he's a, Cano's a $14 million guy. And they're going to give them Edwin Diaz or Hanniger, their pick. Uh, and the Mets are going to make the Mariners take back Jay Bruce at $13 million a year for two years. So effectively, Cano really becomes a three-year, $14 million guy on the back end. Uh, and the Mets are going to be kind enough to throw in a good prospect. It's just I don't see the makings of a deal there. Uh, if, if the Mariners want to trade Diaz and Hanniger, they should do it, and they shouldn't attach it to Cano. Uh, if they want to get out from under Cano, then eat as much money as you have to to get out from underneath them. If I'm Jerry DePoto, I go to ownership, and I think to myself, it's not my bad contract. So let's, let's eat as much as we can, but let's not compromise value of talent overall in return. So I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily link uh, my two young studs in Diaz or Hanniger uh, to any part of moving Robbie Cano. But why in the world would you even consider you gotta you gotta keep something, don't you? And in Hanniger and in Diaz, you've got two, you know, all star caliber players under club control for a while, making not a lot of money. You know, at what point do you draw the line and say, okay, those two guys and I look at Segura now, he's not as young as those two guys, I don't think, but I see a productive player who signed for a long time. In fact Jerry did the did the signing, why would you even consider trading a Hanniger or a Diaz or, in my case, a Segura? Yeah, I love Segura, too. I would not – here's the thing. I wouldn't trade any of those three right now because I think the hope would be that if you're going to reimagine your roster, and I'll use their words, that you can do it within the next two or three years when you still have some control over those young guys. If you get to the point that you're starting to take it apart and you realize – that you know, you, you, your veterans just are underperforming. They're not going to support your young players. You don't have the farm system to come up to support the young guys. Uh, D. Gordon's kind of just a slap guy, and he's not really much of a player for you anymore. Uh, and you, know, you just don't have the answers. You'll always find a place for Hanniger, Diaz, and Segura and get pretty decent value in return. So I'm with you. I would not make those deals now. I'd wait it out. Like I... You know, the, the whole notion that they, they – they, again, the, next, the other trade rumor we heard was Will Myers from yeah. San Diego yeah. going yeah. to Seattle for Segura and Mike Leak, and I'm like, well, why would Seattle want to do that? I don't want Will Myers. I mean, I, I mean Will Myers is – he's an okay guy. Because they want to get, rid of, they, they get rid of Mike Leak's contract, so they're going right. to make this deal to get rid of whatever's left. And, that, again, there's a guy that Jerry brought in, right, as a stopgap measure to fill out the rotation last year who has a blanket no-trade clause, which I, you know, he had it when he was in St. Louis. I never understood it. Uh, I always thought he was a number four, number five starter. Uh, you know, serviceable guy, but not a, a big money guy. And certainly not a guy I'd have with a no-trade clause. But Will Myers is not much different for me than Mike Leake as, as a player. He's kind of an okay guy. I mean, he's, he's serviceable, but he's got some money committed to him, too, for the long term. And, and you know, he, he's, he has a little power, a little speed, but not impact power, not impact speed, and they signed him in San Diego, uh, Will Myers, to be sort of the centerpiece with Eric Hosmer, which I thought was a ridiculous signing a year ago. It just didn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, For a guy like Hosmer in San Diego, who's got the second highest ground ball rate 
of any hitter in baseball over the last several years, the highest ground ball rate this past year, uh, and they kept thinking he's going to be a home run hitter. I think well, he's never been a home run hitter, uh, and he's a ground ball hitter. Right. Uh, and so they've got yeah. two centerpiece guys yeah. that, that in San Diego they're trying to get rid of. Uh, look, bad money for bad money deals can happen. I made a few of those, unfortunately, <laughs> which is why I'm in broadcasting. Uh, and so, you know, but, but, you know, at some point you have to think you're getting some improvement. Just swapping bad money for bad money isn't going to do C- Seattle what they're trying to accomplish. All right. Well, it's great to hear your voice again. I really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. I hope you'll do so on a semi-regular basis. I love talking baseball with you. Now, we have something called bonus shows, bonus episodes. So while we're finished for now for the regular show, I'm going to ask you to hold on because I got to talk to you about Bryce Harper and I got to know if he's worth $300 million or $350 million, what your guy in uh, in Anaheim is worth someday when he becomes a free agent. I got to find out about Manny Machai. I got questions. Nelson Cruz, I got questions. More questions for you, but that's going to be on the bonus episode, okay? Thanks for joining us. It. My pleasure. We appreciate it very much. There he is, uh, Steve Phillips. It's great to hear his voice again. I know I'm back in some level of the business when I hear Steve Phillips, the former GM of the New York Mets and one of the great voices in all of baseball. So you're sitting down, getting ready to watch the Hawks game on Sunday against the 49ers on television with the family, and you're thinking pizza. You're craving pizza. I got a better idea. How about pizza and beer? Most Zeke's locations now deliver beer, wine, and cider. Nobody does Northwest craft beer better than Zeke's, and that includes delivery. Zeke's delivery menu features beers from the best local breweries, including Fremont, Rubens Pike, and Bale Breaker. You can order several different ways. Use a mobile app on iPhone and Android devices, online at Zeke'sPizza.com, or call 206 285 86 Four, six, mix and match. Order six different beers. Order one can of beer. Order a cider or a bottle of wine. It's all available to you through Zeke's Pizza, a charter sponsor of the Mitch Unfiltered Show. Again, ordering instructions, Zeke'sPizza.com or call 206-285-8646. Only thing better than getting pizza delivered is pizza and beer from Zeke's Pizza, homegrown in the Northwest. Unfiltered. All right, episode number three is completely unlike any of the other episodes, and I'm having I'm having a little bit of guilt because I'm not sure that we're satisfying people's cravings. That last or a couple of segments ago, we talked a lot about nothing, mm-hmm. and fun. and it's what I like to do yeah. from time to time. So now let's get into the hardcore stuff. Yes. So I so we can satisfy. Both the hardcore, hey, I just want to hear sports. I want to hear analysis. I want to hear what you have to say, what Jay Ham has to say. Stop with the thumbs up and the emojis <laughs> and the of courses. Cut that out. Cut that nonsense out. And so what I used to do on the radio show is I used to look at each Seahawk game, especially late in the year when mm. the statistics mean anything. I'm a numbers guy. I don't know. Yeah, are no, you, know, are you a numbers guy? Bit bit like did you look at your numbers when you finished the game did you grab the box score at oh, washington sure. to see how many oh, turnovers sure. you had oh, all that yeah of course yeah yeah you have a lot of it, them? no there were few and far between of course more steals and turnovers yeah of course oh my god <laughs> that's a long it's time long ago. ago it's a long time mm-hmm. ago and you 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 disliked my theory that that just be careful about assuming anything with a mediocre with a with an inconsistent team. And I don't Correct. mean and I didn't mean that to be a shot at Pete Carroll 
or the Seahawks. I just it's when you when you hover around 500, there's a lot of things you go. You just don't really know either way. That's kind of how I took your statement. Yes. And that's, uh, I think, where you're going with it. But that. I think it's inherent to the NFL. It's it's kind of what people like about the NFL, yeah. which is you don't really know. Just when you think you know, you don't really know. Yeah. But the truth is, every year you know about two or three teams at the top, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The good and teams are really good, you know. and then there's parity When the Seahawks the were yeah. dominant, you knew. Yeah, of course. And there's some teams at the bottom that you know. It's, it's bad. But everybody in the middle... Just just when you just assume, don't assume, it's the old expression, right, right. don't assume. And I'm going into the Sunday game against the 49ers thinking that the, the, that the Seahawks should win and win comfortably, put them away, go to 7-5, and five, really, really take a step forward in the wild card race. But I'm also, I just gonna, I'm just going to have, because maybe it's just the way I, I'm built, I'm just going to know, 6-5 and five, in a league that inherently you don't know. Mm-hmm. You can lay an egg. You could just we could be walking around at four thirty going, What just happened? Yeah, what, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. So you just don't know. But I, I expect them to do well. And I'd like to lay on you the tail of the tape. So the tail of the tape is a statistical comparison of the Seahawks offense against the 49ers defense and the in the in the 49ers defense against the Seahawks. What okay, I think yeah. a lot of network TV guys do and statistics statistical men or women, statisticians, I should say, they they fall into the trap of comparing the Seahawks' offense to the 49ers' offense. This was the 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 uh, sure. the origination of this on the radio yeah, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. And I always thought, why do we compare the quarterback head, head in the same category? Well, yeah, why? Yeah, but why would we compare the 49ers' offense to the Seahawks' offense when the 49ers' offense and the Seahawks' offense never are on the field at the right, same time. Right. So why not look at the same stats defensively and offensively and figure out who's mm-hmm. who's boss right, going in? Now, you would expect these to be lopsided. One team is 2-9, and nine, and the other team is 6-5. and five. One team's at home the other and good at home. The other team's on the road and are playing out the string. Sure. But there are some enlightening things about this. So let me let me run through them, okay? See if you can follow this. Have you had too many beers? No, no. You want another one for this? No, are you going to need I another think, one for this? Uh, I think I'm good now. You're good. Yeah. Okay, let's start with San Francisco's offense against Seattle's defense, all right? There's eight statistical categories I'll give to you, all right? We'll start with yards per game. So the San Francisco offense gains 355 yards a game, which is 17th best in the league. Okay, mm-hmm. out of 32 teams, mm-hmm. the Seahawks defense gives up 359.7, which is 16th best defense. Okay, so it's pretty much a, a wash, wash right yeah. there. Yeah. Yards per game, points per game, the San Francisco offense scores 21.7. That's 20th best in the NFL, okay. which is kind of 13th worst. And the Seahawks defense, believe it or not, as mediocre as they seem to be sometimes. I thought they were terrible. I know you disagree with I that. Did. I, I thought they were terrible in Carolina with the exception of a few plays. They give up 22.1 points per game. That's eighth best in the National Football League. Go. So ring the bell. Yeah. I'll Ding come up game. with a bell. You'll hear a bell when you listen back to the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you gonna, okay. I'll, I'll insert a bell. Okay. I can do that now. Can you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm smart that way. I'm good that way. Yeah. Um, the uh, first downs per game. The San Francisco offense gets 21.7 first downs a game. That's 11th best in the league. That's surprising. The Seattle defense that gives up surprising. 21 a game. That's 22nd best. 
So a clear advantage to the 49er offense over the Seahawks defense in first downs. In third down percentage, a big one. Mm-hmm. How often do you yeah, convert get on third field. down? Yeah, get off the field. And, and for the offense, right. stay on the field. Right. So the offense of the 49ers, 20th best in third down percentage, mm-hmm. which you would expect them to be towards the bottom. The Seahawks are seventh best at getting off the field. I don't know how. I do not know how. Uh, they are 36% seventh best, so a clear advantage to the Seahawks. All right? Moving right along. Rushing yards per game. This is going to shock you. I'm going to shock you right now. The San Francisco offense, you know who Matt Breda is? Does that name mean anything to you? doesn't. 22, his number's 22. He's a second-year young guy's little, and he's he's squirty. Doesn't he gets hurt. Thing. He gets hurt. Fantasy football leaguers know. He's their main running back, but he's small, and he can't carry the ball 25 times a game because he's mm-hmm. too small. They average 4.8 yards a carry, which is sixth best in the National Football League. Do you know what the Seattle defense is against the run? Yards per carry? They allow 5.3 yards per carry. Dead last in the NFL. The Seattle Seahawks defense that we have grown up loving against the run gives up 5.3 yards per carry. You're not making me feel real real warm and fuzzy right now. Giving you the stats. Okay. Giving you the stats. Uh, Passing. The San Francisco offense, 7.7 yards per attempt. That's 11th best. Seattle defense, 18th best. Stopping the pass yards per attempt. Another advantage to the 49er offense over the Seahawks defense. Um, Rating, passer rating. San Francisco's quarterbacks are rated 85.9. We don't know at the time of this recording whether it's Beathard or Mullins or who. That's 20, I can't read my writing, fourth, I think, best. And the Seahawks limit limit others to 94.2, which is 16th best. So that's an advantage for the Seahawks. And finally, sacks. The 49ers offense have given up uh, 35 sacks, which is 25th best, which is like eighth worst in the National Football League. And the 28th, the 28 sacks that the Seahawks have gotten defensively is 16th best. Okay. So when you compare the Seahawks' defense to the 49ers' offense, the Seahawks win 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and the 49ers' offense wins 3. Statistics when you compare their offense to the Seahawks' defense. So you're trying to make me believe? No, I'm not trying to make you believe anything in this. This is all just, hey, take with it as you'd like. I think the one thing that I gather from this is we got to stop the run. Sure. The Seahawks have to stop the run. That's they can't a be giving up five. They yeah, can't be giving up five point three yards a carry yeah. on Sunday against Matt Breda and the 49ers. And the 49ers, if they have one good unit, I think their offensive line is probably considered their best unit offensively or defensively. Well, especially when you have an unknown with the quarterback position, you cannot allow the running game to establish the front line, the offensive line to establish its dominance. And then all of a sudden it's three, four five yards per carry. And that allows them to move the ball and keep them in the game. Which I think is even more impressive that the, that the 49ers have the sixth best rushing per yard, mm. rushing yards per attempt. When you consider no defense respects their pass, sure. they bring everybody up to stop the run, sure. and they still they're, they're still, still able to do it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And and Braid is pretty good. Braid is pretty good. He's one of the he's he, he could hurt you. Well, I, w- I would say this after after last week, you know, thinking about who they had to deal with and McCaffrey and the fact that he's able to go between the tackles, outside the tackle, catch the ball. I would think that coming off a game like that actually helps them yeah. 
than something else. So, well, something else. The quarterback last week could hurt him too running. Quarterback right. this week is not going to hurt him. So right. let's flip it around before okay. we finish up. Okay. All right. Let's do the Seattle offense against the 49ers defense. Okay. Am I going to like these numbers better? I don't know. I, you okay. tell me. Okay. Um, Seattle's offense, 355 yards per game, 16th best. San Francisco's defense, 11th best Ooh. in yards. Ooh. Advantage, 49ers. Points per game. The Seahawks average 25.1 points per game. That's 12th best in the National Football League. San Francisco's defense gives up 26.6, 26th best in the National Football League. Clear advantage for the Seahawks. First downs, Seattle 20.4 a game. That's 13th if I'm reading my writing. And 20.9 for the 49ers. That's 19th advantage for the Seahawks. Uh, third down percentage. I'm just going to skip over it because it's the same. Um, let's go to yard. Uh, let's go to rushing yards per attempt. The Seattle offense averages with all their yards, their their big yards. Mm-hmm. They average 4.6 yards per carry. That's 10th best in the National Football League. The San Francisco defense holds opponents to 4.0 per carry, seventh best in the National Football League. Uh, the points per ga- uh, sorry, not points. This is uh, yards per attempt for the quarterback. The Seattle offense, Russell Wilson, 8.2 yards every time he throws the ball. That is eighth best in the National Football League. The San Francisco defense allows 7.3 per attempt. That's 10th best in the National Football League, right? And then passer rating. Here is the biggie. Mm. Russell Wilson, 112 passer rating. The Best passer rating of his career at this point in the season. Not bad at all. Fifth best in the National Football League. The 49ers give up a 101.5, 26th best or seventh worst. Worst. That's the worst rating. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Mm. Fantasy owners. Russell Wilson should have a big day. Assuming that the weather cooperates, he should have a big day at at, uh, CenturyLink Field against that defense. They have a clear advantage there. And then uh, sacks are the same. One is 22nd, the other is 22nd. So there's your statistical look at the Sunday yeah, game. I will tell you what, what's, what's interesting about the numbers you used throughout. They're closer or better in San Francisco's favor than I would have thought yes. based on records. Yes. But the big one there is the quarterback, right? Obviously, Russell Wilson's ability to – do some damage and and what he was able to do in the second half against Carolina and and what we think he should be able to do against the 49ers should be the differentiator. Yes? Yes. Yes. Because they've got the quarterback advantage if you compare quarterbacks. They've got the quarterback advantage when you compare the quarterback to their pass defense mm-hmm. and they've got the home field. Right. And they've got all the momentum and they're and, and they're feeling good about themselves and they're in the playoff hunt. The other team is decimated by injuries. They're they're just they want to get to the off season. They're on the road in a place right, that they're. Right. They, I mean, this this should be. There's a reason they're not. Bino used to say, "There's a reason that the, the bookmakers <laughs> have big homes and send their kids to Ivy League schools." Okay, <laughs> they're nine and a half point favorites for a reason. I'm just you know you just never know, but sure. they should be seven and five come Sunday afternoon at four thirty, and then Mr. Postseason is on again. On on. Because Mr. Playoffs was a pain in the ass, but his twin brother, who I heard is is six minutes younger, okay. Mr. Postseason is six minutes younger, but they look exa- and sound, sound exactly alike. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Better intel. Now you want music to finish us out, that's right? That's exactly right. Bring it. <laughs> 
Anything that we didn't cover today that you would like to get in? Anything that's bothering you? At some point. Are people liking the podcast? Uh, you know what? Or are people silently hating and, and, and hoping that it goes away? Listen, there's, there's two schools of thought on that. Okay. I think there's people that don't want this to succeed. I mean, it's just... That's the, sad to me. It is. And it's the nature of people and... You know, it is what it is, and you you know, you and I have talked about like let's do what we're gonna do because and, of me. They wanted to, of course to fail, yeah, because I, of my behavior, yeah. because of my fall, or would they have wanted this to fail? Had it been a, two years no, ago, and I, I walked no. out on the radio station, or they fired me two years ago, and I started a podcast. Would they have still wanted me to fail, or do they want me to fail because of my my behavior? Yeah, I think I think there's you can't apologize, you can't be sorry enough, you can't you can't okay. you can't move on. Right. You can't be successful. You can't. There's a there's a there's a pool of that that I think uh, exists. And so they want it to go away. They want me to quit doing it. Yeah. How many episodes? What's the over under? Uh, I don't Six know. and a half. I don't, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the uh, I'm not a Vegas odds maker. I, I would say that. Uh, but certainly I, I would think there are people that are saying, like, you know, hey, it's great, Mitch, that you want to come back and you want to do this. But it's not necessarily for everybody in we actually don't want to succeed. And I, I would tell you that that is not the experience that I've had. That's not the the reaction that I've had. That's not the uh, the the Twitter reaction. It's because nobody the- wants to come up to you and say that, but you don't know what they're thinking behind closed doors. You know what my mom would say, my mother, Ooh. and I think a lot of people would say, uh, what I'm learning about the last 15 months, my mother would say, you know, those people that are rooting for you to fail, mm. that's an indication of something that's going on with mm. them. mm that's not really an indication. Let it go off your back. That's somebody who you know has some sadness in their life, sure. or has some something that's uh, that's lacking in their life that they haven't been able to a niche that they haven't been able to scratch, or sure. what have you. Sure. I don't know whether that's true or not. Sure, but I've heard that a few times yeah. uh, from a professional. I've also heard it from a professional, <laughs> but I know that's what my mom would say. You know, those people that are silently rooting for you to fail and quit and not right. do well that's that's on them they they have work to do on themselves right. and they don't they don't it's not it's it's fair. not an indication of you fair. i don't know i don't no, know. Totally i'm preaching fair. now so no you're so. not preaching you're, okay. we're, we're 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 speaking honestly about what yeah. we're hearing in the street yeah what we're hearing in the street is there's you know there's people like hey, is this gonna is is mitch really back is this really gonna happen is yeah. this and all i can tell you is anecdotally uh the people that i've talked to have loved the love the show so far they can't wait for more episodes they're they're uh, they're rooting for it so it's uh, it's been it's been a blast in the first couple and and i don't see why we should stop okay well i think people should enjoy it if they enjoy it yeah. and, and nobody's going to force people to listen to it right. i think people should become patrons if they can and they want to support it because i'm telling you right now as soon as the clock hits 0000, zero, zero, zero if the Saints beat the Cowboys on Thursday night, <laughs> there's going to be a patrons only Mr. Postseason because yes. he's not going to want to wait to share with That's you right. the great That's Seahawks right. news. And he'll throw some new stuff at you, some gizmo stuff, some percentages. We'll start getting knee deep in it. And that will be a patrons only because we can't wait till Monday to do that. That'll be a patrons only awesome. deal. All right. I had a good time. Now, what should I say to sign off? Should I have a sign off? Yeah, like, adios, should, amigos. No, no. That's, should I that's say actually awful? I want okay. you. To, I want you to <laughs> apologize to everybody for saying that. Like that's terrible. Okay, that's terrible. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, that was awful. What do you want me to say? I don't know. We, you need to come. Sayonara. With, you, goodness gracious! I know we're drinking some Corona. Shalom. <laughs> 
All right. Actually, here's what I'm going to say. Yes. For the people who Why are- Why don't you sign off no, each episode? Listen. Yeah. I'm done. Okay, no, no. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. For the people that are listening to this episode- Yeah. This is episode three. Right. I've please had fun. tweet us, tweet us something about what should be either the A- sign-off type music or be the sign-off call that we should end every episode because what you just did there it might force me to quit i i just i i this Do you is want ter- me to edit it out it's terrible Do you want me to edit it it's out? it's terrible what you just did right there is like we should we should be done it's, why it's is terrible come up with a better sign-off you're oh. a, you're a broadcast veteran that's i don't awful. have a sign-off goodness gracious. you know what i used to say Guess on the what? show i'm I, finished yeah that's what i used to say i'm, I'm done. done now that's enough i'm out that's enough bye-bye <laughs> One more thank you to our charter sponsors, Zeke's Pizza, Daniel's Broiler, and of course, my favorite car dealership, Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. Don't forget the rebirth of the Defender in 2019. After going away for a few years, it's returning with two different wheelbases and two distinct body styles. We're going to have an opportunity for you to get to the top of the VIP order list in 2019 for the brand new Land Rover Defender.